Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hour number three, Thursday, April 20th. Sean Moresh in for Nick Costos. Ken Barkley here, as always, at You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. A lot so far on the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Kawhi Leonard out if you were just joining us for tonight. So watch that line continue to move in the Clippers and Suns game number three that will come up later on. But a week from right now, I mean, if you love football, you know the tingle I'm talking about. At least the males out there. That little tingle down under, ooh, the NFL draft. My team, oh, what are they going to do? Need. And if you have those tickets, the bets and whatnot, who's going number two? We now may know who's going number one. And with that, we bring in Brian Baldinger, who you could follow on Twitter at BaldyNFL. And if I just get this up real quick because I'm an idiot, we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian Baldinger and Jason Locke and Fora on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop of all the best prospects. It starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the free Odyssey app. Baldy, what's going on? Sean, you know, I'm like everybody else. Like you just said in the introduction, I'm just counting down the days and hours until we get this draft going, I, I can't study another player from a Division One AA school just to make sure I know what I'm saying and talking about next week. Like, I'm ready to get this thing on. Yeah, t- totally agree, Baldy. The good news is most of the betting markets that we want to talk about don't really – they don't really concern the one – like, you're safe with us. Like, is it going to be the top players and the top picks because that's that's kind of what people want to bet. Great to talk to you again, by the way. It's been a little while since since the season, basically. Hope you're, uh, hope you're having a good spring. The, uh, the market for number one pick – and I'm sure you talked about this with Nick last week as well, since then has basically become like kind of a done deal. It's like tough to even find it in terms of who the number pick's going to be. Bryce Young in some places is minus 2,000, meaning you have to bet $2,000 to win 100. If, if this is really what's going to happen, if Carolina is going to take Bryce Young number one overall, do you think that's the best pick for them? And do you think he's the best quarterback prospect? Well, Maurice Jones-Drew, who I work with at the NFL Network, came out with his mock draft yesterday and had Anthony Richardson going number one to Carolina. So that kind of mocked the mock huh. right there. Huh. I, I, I feel like Bryce Young, I, I feel like Carolina is comfortable taking Bryce Young. I think, they, I think when they made the trade with Chicago to go from nine to one, I, think, I don't think they knew for sure. I think they had an idea. But I think they went through the whole process of pro days and interviews and all that. Um, after watching all the tape and all that, And I feel Scott Fitterer, the general manager, Frank Wright, Josh McCown, I feel like the brass feels comfortable with Bryce Young being the first pick. There was a time, guys, remember, when you'd have the first pick in the draft, you'd have that guy signed the night before the draft. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. But I feel like they could make that move right now if they wanted to. Baldy, 
with that, if it's going to become the Bryce Young sign him deal, if that was who the Texans had their eyes on, we all know that Houston basically circled around, rebuild this thing. They need a quarterback. Can they afford to not take a quarterback second overall simply because Bryce Young might have been their guy and he's gone? Well, they can afford to, yes, because they still have the 12th pick, and they can do a lot with that 12th pick. And they have, uh, you know, overall they have 12 picks. So they've got ammunition. If they want to pass at two on a quarterback, they could. They could trade out of there, acquire more picks, trade back up if they wanted to. I mean, there's a lot of things they could do. And, you know, you could still get a quarterback um, that maybe they covet, you know, later on. In, in the, you know, we don't know how this thing is going to go. But, you know, if Anthony Richardson slipped somehow uh, past Indianapolis, like they could be in line to, to go get him. Or if Will Levis slipped, maybe they could get Will. I don't know how they rate these guys and how they, you know, have stacked their board for quarterbacks. But it is possible that they could pass at number two on a quarterback and yet still take one in the first round. Baldy, there, there are two markets open that kind of reflect this uh, this thinking with both Houston and then almost more importantly with what Arizona does at three, where it's funny, like you look at the second overall pick in the draft and like C.J. Stroud is the favorite. We, we kind of think Houston maybe doesn't like C.J. Stroud very much. Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Levis, like there's sort of like a lot of options at two. And then at three, the really funny thing is like Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. And the two favorites to go third are quarterbacks. And the implication there is that someone that is not Arizona will be picking third overall and they will take a quarterback. Do do you think that's how we see this play out where a team moves up to three or Houston finds a way to get out of two and we see quarterbacks go one, two, three? Mm. I I feel like, you know, Arizona's got a for sale sign in their yard right now. And I think, you know, Indianapolis, uh, maybe the Raiders, maybe Tennessee, pick a team you know, might be very interested in that Arizona pick at three. And I feel like, and I have been saying this for a while, but I feel like Arizona is going to get out of that spot. And I feel like quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three in this draft. It just, it just has that feel to it. Whether there's, you know, if that's the right thing to do, rarely is it ever the right thing to do to pick quarterbacks one, two, and three. They don't all work out. Rarely does one and two all work out. But I feel like that's a direction – and everything going in that direction to that happening right now. And if I, if I was in your line of work, I'd say Arizona's going to get out of that three spot. Baldy, I think to me, one of the most fascinating names in this first round, because it's attached to, I think the most highest debated position now in the first round is B. John Robinson. Uh, we all know now the widespread, do you take a running back in the first round debate? And then we look at Bijan Robinson's tape and he's an absolute monster and a beast. In your mind, how high is too high for Bijan Robinson here in the first round? Well, 10 isn't too high. I mean, I talked to a general manager today that said, if you put Bijan Robinson in the offense with Philadelphia and Jalen behind that offensive line, that he could run for 1,500 yards. You know, it's possible. Um, Now, I've seen him against Alabama and TCU, the two best teams he ran against last year in college. He ran for 86 yards on 33 carries. He didn't look like a generational talent against Alabama or TCU. They were the two best teams he faced. But, um, like I said, I don't think 10 is too high for Bijan. And I feel like there's there's a lot of momentum for the Eagles to take them at 10. 
Baldy, I think one of the reasons why when we were talking about quarterbacks, and I guess maybe even B. John Robinson there, but really the quarterbacks were the first five picks or the first four picks. One of the reasons why it could go one, two, three, or one of the reasons why Arizona might get out of that three spot is that there maybe isn't the perception that there's like a generational player at another position who's available for Arizona to take there. So it's okay to move down, right? And that kind of speaks to the group of edge rushers who kind of always get rumored to go, maybe it's third, maybe it's even second to Houston with D'Amico Ryan's a defensive head coach. So that's obviously Will Anderson who is a pretty big favorite to be the first defensive player selected, minus 300, Tyree Wilson and Jalen Carter. Obviously, Carter has off-the-field issues. Tyree Wilson, like, kind of, like, came on the scene late. Will Anderson maybe was going to be the number one pick last year if he came out. Those three edge rushers, Anderson, Wilson, and Carter, how would you have them ordered in terms of who you think could kind of make the biggest impact? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think that Jalen Carter... um, could be like I, I think he's better than Quinn and Williams right now. The Jets, you know, they took him number three uh, three years ago, uh, Pro Bowl season this year. I think he's better than Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons just earned a hundred million dollar contract in Tennessee and earned it. Like, I think he's a better talent than either one of those two players. You know, from just size, strength, like he just moves bodies and he's difficult to move. So I feel like Jalen Carter. Is that guy. And, you know, Seattle's, you know, Arizona, Seattle, Detroit. Like, if these teams pass on them at three, five, and six, like, then you got to know that these meetings aren't going real well. And that pro day where he looked gas is like more of what he might be um, than what we think he could be. And so I, I, I don't think he's going to get past Detroit at six, but I haven't been in any of those meetings and seeing what people are seeing from him. Does he love football? If he loves football and he's in shape, like he probably is the best player in the draft. Wow. High praise on Jalen Carter, speaking of Brian Baldinger. And on that note on defensive linemen, uh, every year in the draft, we do get hit with a certain surprise. Guy rides up the board very last minute. uh, Teams fall in love with. The one name I keep hearing People say, don't sleep on them when thinking top 15 is Kalijah Cansey, the kid out of Pitt, the defensive tackle that, you know, of course, the natural reaction is he went to Pitt, Aaron Donald, make that association. But with the sudden need for defensive tackles and the way they are getting paid again in the NFL, curious if you've watched the tape on Cansey and do you think that he's worthy of a top 15 pick, if that kind of could be that surprise name that shoots up quickly? All right, Sean. So uh, I have watched the tape on Kalijah. And honestly, when I was when I studied him, I felt like I was in a time machine going back nine years 
to when Aaron Donald was coming out of pit. And not because he knows Aaron or because Aaron went to pit. He just reminds me of him. And the same things that they're saying about Kalijah are the exact same things they said about Aaron. Like, yes, you know, he's got silly quickness, but he's just going to get washed up by double teams. He's not going to hold the point. All this stuff. That's what they're saying about Kalijah. The only difference, like literally, size, weight, speed, it's almost it's scary how identical it is, except for one measurable, and it's arm length. Aaron Donald's arms are two inches longer. And it sounds like we're, like, nitpicking, but at that position and at 281 pounds, it's a big deal. And that's the only reason why I don't know that he's going to be that climber that you're talking about. But if you just go strictly off the tape, and you compare it to Aaron's tape from nine years ago, 2014. I swear, like, I, I was having flashbacks to the same player. I, I mean, that's Aaron Donald, obviously pretty pretty high praise there, too. And we've talked a lot about defensive linemen here, Baldy. It's funny because, you know, you've come on with us, you do these great draft spots with us before the draft. You'll be on with us next week as well as we get a little closer to draft day. And the last few years, what what is a position group we've talked a ton about? Wide receiver. Like, all the time for a couple of years, great wide receivers. Alabama has, like, seven first-round picks, basically, the last couple of years. This year... Not so much. Still talented players, but maybe not a lot going to go in the top 10, top 15. We don't even really know for sure who the first receiver is that's going to go. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the receiver from Ohio State, who didn't play very much last year, is a pretty big favorite to be the first receiver off the board. He's minus 230. Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, obviously from USC, Quentin Johnson, people remember from the playoff with TCU. These are kind of like the pecking order. Do you see it that way? Like, is Smith and Jigba really the best receiver in the draft? No. No, I mean, look, there, there's no Jamar Chase in this in this draft. There's there's no Justin Jefferson in this draft. I mean, I think that's clear. Um, now, it looks like there's a whole bunch of small receivers, slot receivers, you know, smaller type players. Now, they can play on the outside. You know, Jordan Addison can play on the outside, but he looks like a slot receiver. Zane Flowers is definitely a slot receiver. Um, you know, there's just there's just not that big, strong guy that, you know, that you're counting on. I mean, Deontay. You know, you can look at Quinton Johnston and you say, okay, but, you know, his hands are a little questionable, and that's not a good thing for wide receiver. Um, it just doesn't have, you know, that DK Metcalf, that A.J. Brown, that big, strong X receiver in this draft. Maybe Mingo from Mississippi could be that guy. Like, he might get pushed up because you just can't find those. But you can make a case that Josh Downs at North Carolina is every bit the receiver that Jordan Addison is or Zay Flowers is. Um you know, you, you just have to, you know, New England made a living with Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola with smaller guys in the slot. And that offense, it re- they, they really flourished, you know, catching 100 balls a year. Like, like, these guys could flourish in that type of offense, but not everybody has that. Kansas City doesn't need that. They put Travis Kelsey in the slot, you know, and he goes and he wins. So you have to have, your offense has to really, like, I think Zay Flowers would be a good pick for it. For knowing, I think they need a playmaker in the slot. Like, I don't see Juju Smith-Schuster being like that type of player. But I think Zay Flowers could be, because that's the system that they've run. But not everybody runs that type of system where you go, okay, here's our slot guy, and he's as dangerous as anybody on the outside. Like, that's just the way you stack these receivers in this draft. Baldy, we have about 15 seconds. I'm a Massapequa guy at heart, too. Real quick, All-American or Chris's ice cream? Oh, come on, All-American. It's, it's the first stop, every stop, when I get back to, you know, matzo pizza, matzo pizza, whatever. Like, it's, it's the first stop. 
<laughs> Uncle Elementary forever. Thanks, Baldy. We appreciate the time, man. You got it, buddy. You bet. <laughs> take, take care. That that was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfora on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop on all of the best prospects. It all starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the free Odyssey app. And when the Giants pick, I will be their guest in the immediacy to react to the New York Giants pick. So there's my little plug as well. All right, when we come that, back, we have so much fun with Would You Rather. That's you like, right. That, you would think Lansing. Aaron Donald. Yeah, can't. Yeah, we will talk about that too. But we got to play Would You Rather too when we come back. Let's go. But you better you bet presented by BetMGM. Have fun with your betting show.